You're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads agency. So some zero best practices. Uh, Somebody asked earlier about a theme. Um, Shopify actually has a theme called the light theme. So don't confuse my note here with saying choose that theme specifically. Make sure you choose a theme that's lightweight. And you can tell that often, A, there's a billion and one forums of people talking about what the best theme is and why. And B, when you're looking at the, the demo for the theme, you can usually tell how quickly the demo loads. And that can be a solid indication of how, uh, how well that theme is going to load. If you've got a good developer, a really good developer can make phenomenal inroads from a speed perspective. Um, but I wouldn't rely too heavily on that. Not least of which because even if they improve your site speed, and this has happened to us quite a few times, the minute there's a major update, like if Shopify changes their code base, a lot of what that developer customized goes away. So you want to make sure that your website can be fast as it stands without too much heavy customization. Because if you rely on heavy customization, you know there's no, there's no telling when that customization is forced into obsolescence. And now you're back to being reliant upon um, the, the foundational utilities. We want to make sure that you're scaling your images properly. I see this a lot. Uh, I've made this mistake a lot where you've got, you know, a 2000 pixel image in a spot that will only take a 500 pixel image. So there's really easy tools that you can use online to make sure you're resizing images correctly. Um, but this is a, this is a real quick and easy win for, for page speed. Um, and to be honest with you, in some cases for mobile loading, because oftentimes what you notice on a mobile device is the device loads the site in its entirety first and then scales it down. Uh, and so this can kind of improve engagement too. John, did I see you gearing up to pipe up? Nope. No, I was going to say uh, the the theme updates from a customization theme. Uh, we've run into this issue a few times, and that's kind of why we're speaking about it. Um, but heavy, heavy custom themes, which is where they kind of ignores the framework that is um, that is Shopify, uh, or or a theme that is uh, standard to like WooCommerce or BigCommerce, or a theme that's kind of standard in the industry. When you have themes that possibly have a forced update. We see this a lot with WordPress. Uh, WordPress has, you know, they kind of force you to update their themes or the, or the website just doesn't work anymore. Um, so when you look at heavy customizable themes, you can still use them. But one thing to be considerate of is updates to those themes sometimes wipe custom code. And the custom code could be your Google Tag Manager, your analytics, and your conversion tracking, your remarketing tags. So those type of standard, or those type of non-standard implementations can be wiped where you might update the PHP version of your WordPress site and there's a small update that happens on the back end and it kills possibly a plugin or that page no longer loads quickly. And all of a sudden conversion tracking just goes away and you're not exactly sure why. So those are, are important to know that anytime that there's a website update, I can't tell you how many times. So it's probably been over hundred times where all of a sudden conversion tracking just stopped because of a website update. So that's going to be something that's going to be very important, especially in Google Ads, because Google has a two-day rule. After two days of non-activity, Google stops learning. And so if you're losing conversion tracking for four, five, six days, and then you restart, it's not like it's going to be restarting from scratch, but you know that that restart after five or six days of inactivity, you're going to have a little bit of a, like a relearning period for possibly a week or two before you find a, a level of normalcy. And that's sometimes a little bit painful, especially if you're in higher spends or you've been finally scaling up to a specific degree. So um, we usually recommend having a, a developer, not, not like uh, not that you have to pay you know, 
five hundred dollars a month for just to kind of hang out. But someone that you trust and that you know can work quickly. That if you see or if they know that a website update is coming, you can retest your conversions. Make sure that your conversions are still working properly and the code still leaves found on the page. Um, because that is something that we've had starts and stops and sputters for, for a long time. And it just becomes a, a nightmare to try to scale Google <clears throat> or at least get some level of normalcy and consistency. So just be wary about any sort of updates that come to the site. We, you'll see in our checklist, we do a weekly that we check conversion tracking for all of our clients. That's a part of our SOP that every single week we check conversion tracking. Even if it's been two years, we still check it. So that's just something that to be mindful of. Cool. Decrease the weight of images, uh, which is, you know, kind of a cool little pro tip uh, from Yvonne. Thank you, Yvonne. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> limit the amount of plugins and apps. This is, it's such a noted point of hypocrisy from us because on one hand, you get on calls with us and we're talking to like Scott and going back and forth on, oh, and you can do order bumps and here's what Zipify does. And, and we just like, we're kids in candy scores when it comes to some of the things that are, that are possible. And then on the other end, I'm like, well, don't use too many apps or plugins because it's going to slow down your site. This is the balance of risks that you get to you know, decide on your own. Um, and it will never not be an issue. And uh, it's, it's just something to be cognizant of and, and play with. Um, there's a lot of information out there as to what plugins tend to slow down sites. And so I would just recommend doing that research before going all in on something that might, you know, not necessarily uh, improve site speed. I've also noticed that this isn't something that that people pay a lot of attention to, which is shocking to me. Somebody mentioned, Carlos mentioned ClickFunnels earlier. Like ClickFunnels site speed is so horrible, like so abysmal. And they're, they're, it's a landing page company and it just makes you wonder like how on earth did you, lead pages isn't any better. Um, so just because this is important and it's an axiom, don't expect the creators of these products to have figured this out for you. Like you need to advocate on your own behalf. It's it's so important too that um, smart shopping campaigns usually hover around the 56 cents cost per click. That's where usually smart shopping campaigns, if we took an aggregate total of all of our campaigns right now that we're running, um, it's usually about. Regina did that. Who's on the that? call? I said Regina did that. Who's on the yeah. call? Yeah. So it's about. So let's just say about fifty cents. Um, your site speed being slow can bring that up to a dollar. And so that's that's where that's where it's, it's super important to understand that. And, and when fifty cents up to a dollar, it's like yeah, that that stinks. But if you think about it, you cut your traffic in half, or you double your double traffic. your cost. Yeah. Right. So Google makes you pay to play when you're not following by their best practice. It's like, okay, so you know, if your landing page score is low, uh, which drove down your quality score, now your quality score is low, um, we're gonna give you a lower position for it. Yeah, we want the higher position. All right, double your, double your CPC and you can get there. So Google penalizes you with ad spend uh, and cost per click, essentially, if you have a slow website. So again, I know we're, we're kind of harping on this, but just don't overlook it. Well, but it, no, it's it, important to harp on. I mean, listen to what John just said, y'all. You can double the cost of your traffic with this one problem, this one issue, this one error. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really important that we spend some time here because this is this is an important thing to improve upon. And Shopify, if you're, I know not everybody's on Shopify, but if you're on a Shopify theme, Shopify has a directory of Shopify developers um, that you can draw upon and it's cool because you can see reviews and work that they've done, et cetera. So it might be worth, if you're on Shopify, going and finding somebody who's Shopify specific. And I always ask to see, because everybody says they can do it when they're trying to earn the gig. I ask to see, show me the fastest site that you've built. And then they show it. And I'm like, all right, now show me the second fastest site that you built. And I want to see at least three successful implementations um, before I'm, I'm confident that you're really going to be able to pull this off. Um, and don't ask for three on the front end because they'll go find three. Ask them one at a time um, because you got to like rope them into being a little bit more honest than they might have been otherwise. 
and run those websites through PageSpeed Insights. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, limit the amount of products that are displayed on, on uh, uh, certain pages. I actually like long-form pages because it keeps, you know, it can improve your time on site. There's ways to do this, though, to where you have a long-form page that loads as the user tries to scroll instead of somebody landing right on the, the, the page and having to sit there while 100,000 products load. Uh, one note, don't aim for 100 out of 100. You're not going to get it. I don't think I've ever seen an e-commerce site, especially on mobile. Has anybody had it? Anybody Google can't. It? <laughs> Google can't. Yeah, exactly right. Google can't get 100. We're not going to get 100. Um, I've seen it in the 90s. I'm thinking of the, the lighting company. Remember them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in the 90s. Uh, I think if you're like at an 80 out of 100, that would be... They're in the 90s, but those are the type of companies that's like, we have 300 grand ad spend this month. What can you do? So right. just, you know. Yeah, yeah it's like that. I always say it's like that funny car, like the drags, the drag car that they're like doing a quarter mile in four seconds. Like how to get that down to three. It's like we're going to need like a million dollars. So well, and that's a really good point too. every point that you improve past a certain point. It's incremental returns for costs that are so substantial. It's probably not worth it. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Awesome here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number 8.com.